Hello, and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artist considering their work, intentions for the show, and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall. The exhibition shows new sculptures from the Southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors, with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi, Rebecca Newnham. Uh, it's great to meet with you. How are you doing? Thank you. Great to see you, Doug. Great to see you too. So I wanted to ask you uh, the same question that I've been asking all the artists that we're um, having a conversation with. And um, it's about your initial feelings. We both went to Tremonier at the same time, and it was really good to talk to you about the place then. And I was wondering if you could reflect on that initial experience and, and what you might have taken away from that. Well, it was a fantastic and joyful experience to meet the other sculptors, especially having relationships with people over Zoom and then um, got to meet a few people during the run-up to uh, the show that we did at the Chichester Cathedral, some of us did at Chichester Cathedral. Um, and again, just meeting your fellow sculptors, you know, face-to-face is always a really um, positive and enriching experience. Um, and also the sculpture park itself, was completely inspiring. Neil Armstrong, wow, you know, it's great to meet him and to hear about his vision and um, how he achieved it, which is basically a lot of hard work and he just kept going. But in addition to that, I I suppose the thing which made the most impact upon me was I had a great day, really enjoyed seeing seeing the Sculpture Park and um, and talking to people. But afterwards, I went to this place called Cairn Uni, which is an ancient, um, as an Iron Age village. And I encountered um, a fugu there, which is a cave with a hole in the roof, basically like an aperture that lets the sun shine in. And of course, I was completely reminded of the James Tyrrell sky space at Tremin here. Of course, there must be. I thought well, there must be a relationship. You know, he must have come here and felt how appropriate this was. And that day, I'd walked from Sanskrit, which is kind of not that far away, and had come across this ancient well. And I was a bit mystified at first because the well exists in two forms, but one of them is like a stone basin carved into the rock. And there's been um, activity or people, um, evidence of people uh, occupying uh, the place at Ken Uni since something like 10,000 BC. So it was from the Neolithic right through to uh, late Roman period. And then so so that would have included, you know, people carving um, these apertures in rock, which then, then its function was that the stream or the spring would fill this space and, and then flow away again. And um, I'd never really seen this before, so was fascinated. And then after that experience, both of seeing the cave and the, the stone base and the well, and just reveling in the peace of the place, it became somewhat of a, a fascination. And um, when, I, when I later came to the thought about how am I going to translate this idea of wonderland and the walking and the landscape into my work? It was a, quite an instant you know, decision for me to, to, when I learned that there were several of these ancient wells along with the St. Michael's Way, use that as my focus 
for the work that I have produced. Um, and so that started off by me, um, I, I went, I walked the St. Michael's Way and the St. Michael's Way starts in Ireland um, and then people would have crossed in boats to Cornwall. And rather than going around Land's End, which I believe was is very treacherous, they would have crossed the piece of land. And I think there's a few other reasons as well, which kind of probably grew up over the centuries. Um, Ken Uni uh, or Saint Uni was a person and, and he was the brother of um, Saint Aya. And Saint Aya founded St. Ives and she was an Irish princess. So of course, with people coming from Ireland, Cornwall Island, they've got all these lovely uh, relationships already. So it, it just started to feel like everything was connected, and um, and that's how things are. Right, there's this lovely mesh which unites all these different strands. So we walked the St Michael's Way in Cornwall from Lelant to St Michael's Mount on at the winter solstice. So that was 2022, and uh, my intention was to gather to collect water from different wells that I was hoping to discover along the way and then use that to paint with and when I paint I use glass enamels onto glass so I suppose that's my it's always a a feature of my work I I really enjoy using glass in my projects so um, in this particular case I um, chose to use water from the well to paint an ex- to paint a, a reflection of my experience of visiting the wells and a river which crossed the St Michael's Way. And the water itself is rich in minerals. And uh, I'd been I'd read it quite a bit before I went and I'd read that the Red River, kind of a reddish colour, and that is because of um, pollutants, basically, from um, an iron mining uh, kind of industry, which is now defunct. But the iron oxide still um, is evident in the bed of the river. So with that in mind, I was thinking, I wonder what other minerals are present in the other, uh, in the waters that I'm collecting from the wells and as well. So that was my my intention when I started the walk. And uh, so then we, we really enjoyed sort of taking it quite slow and really appreciating the walk. And then when I when we discovered the wells and they were really hidden, it was great to sort of pause and enjoy that experience too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what's so interesting to start with thinking about prehistory, that that Neolithic history in the cave, and how um, really time connects rivers, sacred waters, time, minerals. You know, there's something there that's making me think about how have you sort of dealt with the sense of those connections and sort of interpreting that in the work is is there something you could go into about you know you mentioned ireland obviously this goes all the way to portugal prehistory it's a lot of different elements to sort of tackle with and i was wondering if you could sort of expand on that a bit well i guess that um yeah that's a good question i guess that um when i start a project i do i am very conscious of all these different threads and i try and acknowledge them all and bring them in so the history uh, the ancient history and of course cornwall has got amazing iron age and ancient monuments standing stones just literally littering the, the hillsides and the and the the but especially in the very west, and that's because it's an ex- extreme of the of the of the British Isles, and therefore is less developed, I think, in some cases. And that's you know a really wonderful aspect of 
um, anytime I visit Cornwall, I really um, make it a point to search out these these kind of monuments and relics and wonder why <laughs> wonder why they, wonder why they are and and just be very kind of aware of their presence and of the magical element of of you know being of being in the presence of something which has been a feature of people's lives for such a very long time to the history but also the geography um the way that water has shaped the landscape and how it connects us um and how of course we're all such a high percentage of us of us as, as people are, are is water that that fact is such a, a powerful element so you know of course constitution of the water is a further kind of consideration you know so um the minerals which are present in the water once i painted with them they kind of show themselves as coloring glass so you could literally see part of the chemistry of of the water so for example um the cobalt uh, or copper oxide produces a bluish tinge an iron oxide or chromium produces a greenish color um, and iron or nickel might make a black and um, I also found some orangey colors which might be iron sulfide so you know I love how glass because it is you know melted sand in essence it's it's such a, a simple material but it's also so refined I always try and you know touch these things lightly but to reflect quite in a quite a simple way quite a lot you know I hope that work that I produce can be interpreted you know however might be good for the person viewing it so it might be that it's a lifting experience or it might be that it kind of takes them somewhere else completely you know as in like um, a fascination with chemistry or or the, uh, or relating water in the landscape definitely and i think that it's interesting you talking about the sense of the minerals transforming through that process and it was making me think a bit about uh alchemy in relation to this and especially actually in terms of pilgrimage and spirituality and minerals and waters you know health uh, why some of the people even today might do this pilgrimage is that an element, alchemy, that is also something that resonates with you, even as a term? Absolutely, alchemy, but also um, I think pilgrimage even more so because I've often exhibited my work in kind of places of worship. As, um Salisbury Cathedral, I've had a couple of it working, a couple of exhibitions there, um, Chichester, of course, um, but also I've worked with a Hindu um, elders from a Hindu temple um, to create something of significance to them. So I, I just have huge respect for uh, you know any kind of uh, belief or system of um, that's significant to, to individuals. I think it really says a lot about our culture. Uh, but this idea of a pilgrimage is fascinating as well because it's like it sort of brings lots of people together and it's quite a social act. So when I I, I had a big ser- studio search um, last year and I was looking for my next studio because we were re- we were re- relocating from living on the coast in near Bournemouth to um, living now I live in in Wiltshire and I, I actually live in Dorset but my studio is in Wiltshire but I walked a lot in order to consider where would be great to base my studio and I had a couple of thoughts one was um, it would be really good to have it on a vineyard because art and wine are quite a nice part. And the other thought I had was um, 
<laughs> I'd really like to have um, it next to a footpath because I like this idea of people passing on foot. And when you're walking, you have time to notice. And it's a different experience to when you are um, cycling or driving. You, you see, you perceive things differently. It's a different pace and a different rhythm. So that was something which I was very mindful of when I was working. Yeah, definitely. And actually, with your work... Maybe just thinking as we get to the end of this podcast, thinking about your work for the show, and you've got obviously, um, is it four wall based pieces uh, that are going into the show? Do you imagine that sort of sense of the viewer walking and spending time with the work? Is is that do you hope that's some way transformatory in the viewer's experience? Is there something that you could share with us about what, what you hope to impart there? So, so the work exists as four glass wall panels and the surfaces of the panels are curved and that means that um, when I've painted the glass and I've cut it into small pieces and I've collaged it and assembled it you create a faceted surface so as you experience the work the reason that I really enjoy using curved surfaces or undulating surfaces is because as you move in slightly, the light reflecting on this surface completely changes. Uh, that's relevant to me because it feels like you are observing a, a sculptural wall panel, uh, but you're also looking at your reflection and the reflection of your what what, what is ambient. The experience of looking at one of the panels, I, I hope, is a layered experience. So you're looking at, at colours of, of what exists behind the panel, which is mounted on cork and timber. And so you're looking at a, a, an image, but you're also looking at um, the cut surface of this, this fractured and um, faceted surface, and you're looking at reflections of the environment. So the viewer and the panel kind of are quite like this merging of, of time and space. Of course, you'll be in the space, you'll be walking past them. So I think that you will notice different things at different times, I hope, and uh, ultimately enjoy my, my work as part of Wonderland. Yeah, that's great. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing your work in this, installed in this space. Thank you so much for meeting with me today and having this conversation and, and sharing it with our audience and, and the viewers that go to the show. Uh, thank you, Rebecca Union, for joining me. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.